and welcome to the Hyper Combo Finish Podcast number seven. Uh, here at the end of September, uh, joining me as always is Marie Care. Hello. And uh, yeah, the the fall is upon us. the The awesome gaming season is upon us. This is when everything excellent is coming out, and I get excited every week about a game um, that kind of blows my mind. Um, I don't know how are you feeling about this season, Marie. I'm pretty stoked. I mean, I just pre-ordered uh, Shadow of Mordor like minutes ago. Yeah, I had not heard about that game until this week, and now all the reviews are like, it's so good. I don't even know what kind of game it is. I don't care. Um, it's supposed to be super good. It's Tolkien. And, um, and I actually read an article earlier this year. It wasn't just this week that I heard about it, where it's just like, oh, hey, it's very challenging to those fans of Tolkien. And I just wanted to know what that could possibly mean. So I went ahead and pre-ordered it. So are you a big Tolkien fan? Um, no, but I'm, I mean, I've read the books. I uh, don't speak Elvish. I don't cosplay or anything like that. But it's just, I'm a big fan of the movies. Um, I think a lot of people my age have an affinity for Star Wars. But for me, my Star Wars was the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I will watch that whenever it's on television. Um, apparently, I will rouse from my sleep when the opening notes of the theme <laughs> will come up. Um, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I feel about the same about Lord of the Rings. Like, um, I, I, when the movies were coming out, I read the books prior to seeing them, and I enjoyed the books, and I really liked the movies. The game. Do you know what the game is? Like, you really don't at all? I honestly don't know. I just remember reading that the protagonist, um, is kind of a, is a good guy, but a bad guy. And that was just like, oh, conflicted hero. An oh. anti-hero. I've never yeah, exactly. heard of those before. Exactly. But it's like, hey, but in the Tolkien universe, it seems as though pretty, it's pretty clear. Like, you're a good guy, you're a bad guy. So I just wanted to see how such a person could exist in that universe. Um, so and where I, I have actually it. already altered my headcanon to make it so that this is a Max Payne game going through <laughs> Middle Earth. So you're Max Payne and you're doing bullet time and you have two a gun in each hand and you're shooting down orcs. So I'm down. That sounds good. You should be in marketing, Chris, because now I really want this game and I've already paid for it. <laughs> Did you play Max Payne, by the way? Um, yeah, back in the day, but it's been a very, very long time. Yeah, I played I don't, the first I kinda, one. I kind of felt, it, yeah, I played the first one and I felt bad about it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed the gameplay in that one, but uh, I, I enjoyed really actually laughing at the campy voiceover stuff. Um, um, and I didn't find the storyline that compelling either. No, but it was one of those games where I feel like it was almost like tongue-in-cheek with you, like, all right, this is a stupid video game, and here's this guy's going to talk in a gravelly voice again. <laughs> but I feel like that's that can be said of every game. Um, at this point, because oh, I don't, I don't think they're playing. I don't think they're playing along anymore. I think they're super in it. Gravelly voice guy is like who's everyone. They're all of their internal monologue is in that guy. I, I believe that now. Oh, because of Wolfenstein, is that why? Well, Wolfenstein was part of it, but every game, every game that has dude male super protagonist is always gravelly voice guy. Ah, uh, no, false, false, sir. Uncharted. He does not have a gravelly voice. He has the voice of youth and happiness. You know, I I, I look at his face and all I hear is a gravelly voice. I haven't actually played the game, obviously. Oh, so it, it's have you played anything with Nolan North as the VO actor? Probably because he's like in every game, but okay. so he doesn't talk like Batman. He does not talk like Batman. Um, have you played the Assassin's Creed games? He's the voice of Desmond in those. Okay, uh, but I can't get past that guy's mopey, stupid face. Yeah, I can see that. But no, 
Nolan North is a fantastic voice, so he is not Mr. Gravelly voice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Telling you. Uh, telling you. I, I, you have shown me the error of my ways. <laughs> not every game. So, <laughs> so there. Not every game has Gravelly voice guy. That's fair. You, <laughs> because I, I can ga- name one. <laughs> but um, games that I am most excited about coming up, uh, Super Smash Brothers. <gasps> Super Smash Brothers, man. I... I'm so in it. I have been in the series for since it came out on the N64. Um, how about you? Have you ever played any Smash games? I have not played a single Smash game. That is nuts to me. Um, so you haven't... I mean, have you owned... You owned a DS, which did not have Smash. You haven't owned a Nintendo console since the Wii, I guess? Yeah, a Wii, yeah. Fascinating. Now, do you, um, have you ever liked a fighting game of any kind? So there was a fighting game on Sega Saturn that I really liked, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was called. But I really liked it because there was a dude who looked like the creature from the Black Lagoon, but he did capoeira, and I found that hilarious. That sounds awesome. And you know what? When we put this up, I have a friend who will be able to name you that game. Oh, awesome. Um, Yeah. So I'll get that from him. Cool. But um, I think that was the only fighting game. I mean, I was into fighting games when I still had brothers living at my house. So you could like play with other people. Um, everyone would play Mortal Kombat and I would play um, that quite a bit. But no, it's fighting games now as an adult just seem weird to me. Yeah. I mean, fighting games, you know, I, I kind of got into them when they first were big in the arcade. Street Fighter came out. Street Fighter 2, that is. And, uh, you know, everyone was playing them. It was one of the big selling points of the Super Nintendo, I remember, was that it had a great port of Street Fighter 2. The Genesis had a a worse port. Um, But I played it a bunch then. And then, when I was in high school, I used to go to arcade every day. And we would play uh, Marvel vs. Capcom and uh, Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter. We would play the Versus games. And every day, like literally every day after school, we would go and play. And uh, actually loved it. Like, arcade culture was alive and well in the the late 90s. And now all those arcades are exploded, which is really sad. Arcades are coming back, Chris. I really, I think sometime we should do like a show dedicated to arcades. Because I was reflecting on this and a lot of my young life was spent in an arcade. And that experience is gone. And I really miss it. I really miss it too. You know, we actually had like a little weird community going on at this arcade. Um, And I miss it a lot. And there's nowhere you can go like that anymore um and I, I would love for them to come back but i don't see it happening i think you need to come over my way because um after our trip to fenton's we can go out to alameda where they have a retro arcade of all 80s and 90s um cabinets oh yeah san francisco has things because they have game people exactly that's cool. we do that anywho but yeah anyway like um you know i was i was really into playing a couple fighting games when i was in high school but then Went to college, grew up, and haven't really played a whole <laughs> lot since then. Um, but the one that, you know, kind of always comes back is Super Smash Bros. Melee, which was on the GameCube. Um, and whenever friends come over, there's a 50% chance that we'll probably play that game or a variation thereof. And uh, it's great because it, it's one of those games that non-fighting game people can get into because the controls are really, really simple. Um, it's one of those games that's like... Easy to learn, hard to master, um, <laughs> which I think are the best types of games. Uh, and also you get to beat the crap out of Yoshi and Pikachu and hit smack them around. See, it sounds appealing to me. And then you, you bring up something I think that is always going to be the big sort of divisive thing for us is that you have friends that come over. And maybe I'd be a different sort of gamer if I wanted people in my life. I think that's really true because <laughs> my favorite type of gaming is we're all on the couch we're all in front of, the, of a big TV, 
and uh, we're all beating the crap out of each other. Like to, that that happens, you know, on a weekly basis at my house, and I love it. I wish I could do it more. You know, if 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 I didn't have to work or do anything, it would probably be nothing but that. Wow. See, um, I can't imagine. I I would just be like, please leave. People who showed up at my house. You you are definitely more of a of a solitary gamer. Although you've been playing with your your fiance. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's just that, I don't know, we like to spend time together like some weirdos. And um, one of, and I still want to play games while spending time with them. So, yes, we will do like some online multiplayer games like um, Call of Duty, of course. And sometimes he'll help me play single player games. I don't know if you could hear my air quotes, but he will help me play <laughs> games like um, Civilization or, oh gosh, I remember he really helped me play L.A. Noir. Uh, <laughs> so, so that didn't drive you nuts? Like, backseat gaming is, is kind of fun? Um, it can be. I mean, he says things sometimes like, oh, man, you shouldn't have done that, like, after the fact. Or like, hey, look out, there's a dude shooting you. So that's a little less fun. But uh, sometimes, I, you know, when I'm stuck on a puzzle, he really contributes. That's that's really cool. My wife, like, I, I, I sometimes backseat game when she's playing. Like, she was playing Defense Grid <laughs> 2, which just came out, and she, she's obsessed with. Um, and I was like, oh, you should put a tower like that there. And she just, I, she didn't say anything, but I felt a glare. <laughs> it was one of those kind of like, just aura glare. Um, so. I, I can understand that. I mean... Yeah. Let yeah. her play the game, bro. Let her play the game. Whenever she sits down to play a game, kind of like sitting on the couch, you know, maybe with my DS, kind of paying attention, mm-hmm. kind of not. But um, I think that's fun. Yeah. Well, I, the one example that it, it has its, you know, its pros and cons. Like if I were playing, I'm going to play The Evil Within, for instance, and I have a bad history of running away from the room when something scary happens in a scary game. And I feel as though it might help me to have him with me. But the sort of the con side of that is, I mean, I was playing The Last of Us one time and it was a very, you know, it was a pretty good game and I got pretty emotionally involved in it. And there is one scene, and I won't spoil it for you, that was very emotional for me. I, I was crying, streaming tears down my face. And Ben just sort of turns to me and says, what, you didn't see that coming? <laughs> so it can be a little jarring to be taken out of that world when someone's with you and is you know merely a voyeur yes absolutely that's why when i'm playing like story-based games i want to be alone i don't like backseat moviegoers or backseat drivers (laughs) when it comes to games smash brothers though everyone gets involved everyone in the room it always has four players or fewer but other people who are waiting their turn. It's one of those games that is actually a pretty good spectator sport. Um, I've watched a couple professional Smash Brothers tournaments, and they're really fun. <laughs> so I, I want to know, so how many people can play at once? It's four? Four players, yes. And then there's just one ultimate winner? Is that how this works? You Really, you have to explain the entire thing to me. The basic mode of the game is four people are thrown into a map, and they, they hit each other, and... Oh, <laughs> you know, unlike many games, you hit each other. Uh, but as you're hitting uh, other characters, you know, with with your attacks, with your projectiles, with your items, there they have a percentage that goes up, and that basically is a percentage uh, that makes them bouncier. So every time you hit them, the next hit will send them further. And the object of the game is to knock everyone off of the stage, except you. Interesting. So. You know, you knock everyone off the platform, you win. Now, usually you play a mode where you have multiple lives, so 
you, the first to get knocked off five times loses, that sort of thing. But it's it's kind of different from other fighting games in that, you know, it's not direct energy. There's no energy bar. There's just this kind of bounciness percentage. Um, oh, that's interesting. You just have to be aware of your bounciness. Yes. And, and you kind of inherently know how much you've been beat around already. <laughs> huh. Um. Well, I, question then again. So I'm going to ask you all the questions. Please. So is there like a live, like like a really vivid and fun online multiplayer culture, or is it really just couch co-op? Or well, not see, that's the co-op. thing. They they've tried to make it that way, and uh, the first game to be online was the the game on the Wii, which was called Brawl, uh, Smash Brothers Brawl. They, it was the first game online, and it had terrible online, awful. Like the the the. The infrastructure was bad, and, and basically the performance was bad, and that was what made it really um, kind of depressing, because a lot of people were really excited about the online aspect of this game, because, you know, couch is great, like, local is awesome, but online hasn't been, and, uh, you know, with the new one, people are hoping that they get it right, but the thing is, I think fighting games rarely work really well online. One of the problems is that they're not in the same room as you, and you can't trash talk, like, that. to me, that's a huge part of a fighting game. You can trash talk over your headphones. If you're playing a game that lets you do that, yes. These games do not. Oh, that's too bad. But you the- know, I feel like Nintendo just doesn't do online multiplayer, really. They don't, except for Mario Kart. But they, they also don't do uh, voice chat. I think that's the main thing. They they're still seem to be very worried about the idea of terrible people influencing children through voice chat. I, not, not to um, belittle that concern or anything, but terrible people are reaching out to children constantly via the internet. It's sort of, I feel like you can't avoid it. No, and I agree. And I think... You know, back in the early days, like, their their attitude made a lot more sense. Like, you know, why even open up that can of worms? Just, you know, whatever. But now, like, it's really easy for people to connect. And I think because of that, they're kind of slowly laxing their position on it. But um, still the case, like, you can't voice chat. You can send, you know, in Mario Kart 8, it's actually really funny. You can't send direct voice chats, but you can choose from a menu of things to say before and after a race. Um and so all of them sound kind of nice, but you can tell they come out really passive aggressively because, <laughs> you know, someone just lost and they're like, great game. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, the new Smash will be a lot like that. Um, there's one coming out for 3DS and there's one coming out for Wii U. It's uh, the same gameplay and the same uh, cast, but the levels will be different and there'll be a couple different modes. Um, and, and obviously the Wii U version will have high definition graphics and all that fun stuff. You know, I, I wanted to say that I would like to commend Nintendo for an ad I saw for the 3DS version. There's some like three dudes fighting in a living room and a girl shows up and the girl eventually wins. But I feel like it's almost pandering. And also she's wearing a pink shirt and plays Kirby. I saw that very ad. <laughs> And I was like, wait, wait, I should feel good. But play, wear a pink shirt and play, it's Kirby. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't say that Kirby would be the problem with that because everyone likes Kirby. Okay. Uh, okay. And one could argue like, oh, she's such a Kirby fan. She's wearing a Kirby shirt. Uh, I love Kirby personally. Like I would wear a pink Kirby shirt in a heartbeat. Okay. Um, I know what to get you for your birthday. But yeah, no, totally. Like it, it totally felt a little bit like pandering, but I feel like if pandering's the worst we're going to get from a marketing department, then that's okay. As a professional marketer, I'd be like, yeah, pandering. So? <laughs> it works. Here's some boobs. Yeah. Do you like them? Can I have $50? That's marketing, right? Exactly. <laughs> Do you like boobs? Here is something else. Not boobs. Pay me money. I have associated that product now with boobs. Great. Oh. What if I just said boobs? Would you buy a goat? 
there's probably a price point, a minimum price point for just saying the word boobs. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, th- I thought the commercials they were putting out were kind of fun in that, you know, they're they're wacky and they actually show some gameplay. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. No, it, uh, it looked appealing and I wanted almost to go out and buy it just for their including a chick and making her win in the game or in the commercial. You know, I, I really want to play Smash Brothers with you now. That's something I think we would really enjoy. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm considering it. I, I I really have been thinking about the Wii U just for Mario Kart. I'll put it on my birthday wish list and just see what happens. Before we went on, we talked about this a little bit, but they're releasing this this $99 bundle that does not come oh, yeah. with the Wii U, uh, but it comes with the game. The cool part is it comes with an adapter for GameCube controllers and a GameCube controller. Now, the GameCube controller is two generations old at this point. And they're making this adapter specifically for Smash Brothers, just because people associate the game with that controller. And it's totally something that only hardcore, you know, Smash Brothers Nintendo nerds are going to get into. But that's me. And so they're basically like, here is this product for you, Chris. So I'm going to get that. It's, it's saving me 10 bucks from what I would buy anyway. By the way, the game's not out yet. I've been playing the demo of the 3DS version, uh, which is really cool because Nintendo doesn't usually release demos of their big games. And this one came out a couple weeks before the game came out. That's been fun. Hmm. You're hardcore was, for Nintendo, though. I am pretty hardcore for Nintendo, but I have a lot of friends who... Most of my friends are not. <laughs> the people who come over every week, like, it's, it's basically kind of like, this is Microsoft guy, this is Nintendo guy, and this is Sony guy. Like, that's kind of how we roll. But here's the thing, then. If they're not playing, do you just automatically win? It seems like maybe you really enjoy this because you get to kick everyone's ass. No, no. You know, I, I don't usually win. Like, we're all pretty evenly matched. But the demo's been really fun, and it, it kind of gave me a chance to get really excited about it. Because before, I was like, mm, I hope they get the gameplay right. The last one, I didn't like so much. But they put this demo out, and I downloaded it. And I actually downloaded it to three. We have three 3DSs in the house. Downloaded it to them all. And then when my friends came over, we, we actually played, because the demo allows you to do local multiplayer. And we played that and had a blast, and now I want more. So demo actually worked this time. So here's another thing that bothers me about these fighting games what's what's the end game? What? Where do you go with this? What's the goal? The goal is to win as much as possible and to make yourself better at the game. And then once you're better at the game, is there no sort of upper ceiling to being better at the game? Where do you go? I, I really, like, I like games that sort of have a goal and then an ending, you know, tell me a story, have a narrative. And so like, I just, I'm having a hard time understanding what's the narrative here? In the game, there there is like a little campaign mode and uh, the DS version has another one where you're like you're actually running through stages and beating up non-playable characters and uh, increasing your stats. And you can actually in the 3DS game change your characters' moves and upgrade them. Um, it's it's I, they've never done it before, but I'm excited to play with that. Hmm. Uh, but typically, like in these games, okay, I can beat it on medium. Now I'm gonna beat the campaign on hard. Now I'm gonna beat it on very hard. And then like once that's easy, like now I'm gonna beat my friends really hard. And then once you're good at that, you're like, well, maybe I'll start doing some tournaments, you know? Um, oh, well, that's, a, yeah. See, now, that to me has an appeal. Like, it's like, my end game is I'm playing video games for money. Yes. That's a goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's an awesome goal. And it's one that I have fantasized about many times that I know I will never, ever achieve because you have to be so good and devote so much time. But it is fun to play with, like, you know, if I got a little bit better, I might be able to win a game in a tournament. That'd be cool. <laughs> Chris, I believe in you. Don't give up on your dreams. Come on, you can do this. I believe in you. Well, you're wrong, but that's cool. I, I really appreciate it. Aww. 
I really wanted it to happen. Uh, but yeah, Smash Brothers is coming out next week, and I have a big project that I have to finish, and that will be my reward for finishing it. Oh, uh-huh. good for you. See, I, ne- I never need a reason for a reward. I just give myself whatever I want, whenever I want it. <laughs> does, <laughs> does that diminish the, the power of rewards at all? Um, no, because there's always a new one. That's true. Yes. Especially when it comes to video games, there's a lot of stuff all the time. You're kind of getting me interested in this because I think of the campaign mode. That sounds interesting. The upgrading yourself and your moves. That sounds slightly RPG-ish. So maybe maybe I will look into it. Um, when is this coming out? The DS one is coming out next week. The, the Wii U one is coming out in TBA Q4. <laughs> ah, okay. But it's probably like October for like holiday Christmas. Yeah, shopping. it's either going to be late October, early November. Um, hmm. It's going to be out for Christmas for sure. Okay, but I don't actually have to have friends in real life to play with me. No, no. I mean, you can play against the computer really well, and we'll see. Like maybe the online is better in this game. That would be nice too. And we could play against each other online. That would be fun. See, now so that's appealing to me because when we were talking about goals, I was thinking, well, what if I were better than Chris? Because Chris has been playing this game and enjoying this game for so long, and I've been sipping the haterade forever what if i were better than you and i just that that sounds like it would be potentially very satisfying there's your goal you beat me and you feel like a golden god and you can brag forever oh yeah okay well i'm glad we had this conversation me too (laughs) (laughs) thanks guys for listening and uh we will catch you very soon (laughs) bye-bye (laughs) 